up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Thursday, May 28th. Here's what you missed while you were dodging the news and Tropical Storm Bertha. Yeah, it's one thing when a baby throws a tantrum, and it's quite another when that baby has access to a Sharpie that loves to smudge lines across executive orders. Yeah, it's weird. Yesterday, he said Twitter was threatening freedom of speech by policing their own private platform, and then today, the White House circulated a draft executive order basically threatening free speech by planning to target Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act signed into law back in '96. That law exempts internet companies from being liable for speech on their platforms as long as they remove the illegal posts because they're just a platform. The White House is now trying to say that because Twitter added a get the facts label to the president's tweets, they're no longer just a platform and are now an author. So they should be regulated as well. They no longer qualify under the good faith provision, I guess. Senator Ron Wyden, who happened to actually write this law, says the proposed EO is, quote, plainly illegal. In a statement, he said, I have warned for years that this administration was threatening 230 in order to chill speech and bully companies like Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter into giving him favorable treatment. Today, Trump proved me right. I expect those companies and every American who participates in online speech to resist this illegal act by all possible means. Protecting expression that resists the tyranny of those in power is the very foundation of the First Amendment. Section 230 does not prevent internet companies from moderating offensive or false content, and it does not change the First Amendment of the Constitution, end quote. So, of course, this could all be just an empty threat. I mean, he's threatened it before, then they had this draft executive order spinning around since last year. There's no real reason to believe that he's willing to pull the trigger on the only platform that still gives him an open voice. I mean, only two tweets getting labeled out of 52,000 is hardly a muzzle. Hard to see how he argues his way out of this one. Okay, this is partly why I wasn't even sure that I wanted to talk about the George Floyd incident. I almost knew I'd have to follow it up again with new information as it just keeps getting revealed. Now, it's not a lot of new stuff, but nonetheless, I need to correct at least a couple things. So, It wasn't a check he was trying to write. It was actually a counterfeit $20 bill. Yeah, he he did try to pass a counterfeit 20. The store owners called the cops, but he was already outside the store at that time. Two cops showed up first, actually, and then two more came for backup. And when the second ones arrived, Floyd was already arrested and being moved around. But because none of the videos released show at which point this moved on from a peaceful arrest to an incident that needed a restraint, they were all either cut off or started out after things got out of hand. So the public is eagerly awaiting the body cam footage from the officers to be released. Now, today, one officer's footage was released, but it left more questions than answers. It's it's odd for cops to release this video first because it sheds no new light on how Officer Derek Chauvin ended up putting his knee on George Floyd and killing him. It was heavily redacted. There's no audio. There's no suspect faces that are shown including george floyd so it's kind of hard to tell what's going on and of course that's not going to stop protests from happening or continuing and they have like running through
throughout Minneapolis and somehow LA joined in onto the protesting as well. Not sure why specifically, but they're doing it over there pretty large and attacking police officers and law enforcement vehicles. It's it's nuts. Somebody was shot overnight in Minneapolis, but reports are saying that that might actually have just been a store owner shooting a looter because yeah, that started happening too. No cap. I don't know why people think that that helps their protest point. I I can't recall a time where looting actually helped. National Guard has now been called in. So that's where we are with this story for now. Yeah, expect an update next week if we get it. Okay, let's very quickly talk about the Jimmy Fallon story that happened earlier this week where the Tonight Show host and SNL alumnus was called out on Twitter for an SNL skit that he performed on NBC back in 2000. In it, he played Chris Rock. And if you're unaware who either of these two comedians are, it's important to know that Jimmy Fallon is white, Chris Rock is black. So he was accused of wearing blackface on TV. He immediately issued an apology via Twitter saying, In 2000, while on SNL, I made a terrible decision to do an impersonation of Chris Rock while in blackface. There is no excuse for this. I'm very sorry for making this unquestionably offensive decision and thank you all for holding me accountable. Now, this is definitely not the first time a comedian has used quote-unquote blackface and gotten away with very little backlash. Jimmy Kimmel did it twice, once as Karl Malone, and another time he's dressed as Oprah. Back in the 80s, I'm sure you can remember Billy Crystal played Sammy Davis Jr. Hell, Fred Armisen played Barack Obama, said he used a honey coloring, even though Fred Armisen is half Venezuelan, but that doesn't give you a pass or anything. But do you actually need a pass when it's comedy like this? See, Jamie Foxx actually came out and defended Jimmy Fallon. Quote, he was doing an impression of Chris Rock. It wasn't blackface. We comedians I know it's a tough time right now, but this one is a stretch. On a show called In Living Color, we played every race. Let this one go. We got bigger fish to fry. Hashtag change course. And yeah, the the Jimmy Fallon is over movement doesn't exactly seem to be having a lot of followers. But what do you guys think? Is it always blackface when a white person darkens their skin to play a character? Is it acceptable for some depending on the character? Like when Robert Downey Jr. dressed as Kirk Lazarus in Tropic Thunder. Is that the same? What are their lines and when are they crossed? I'd love to hear your opinion on this. You know where to find me. Check the cover art. Okay, real quick sports update. Real football is coming back. At least that's what the rest of the world calls it. The Premier League is set to return on June 17th. All club owners have given the thumbs up to Project Restart. According to ESPN, quote, four teams have 10 fixtures remaining. And so to bring them in line with the rest of the league, Manchester City versus Arsenal and Aston Villa versus Sheffield United will be the first fixtures played. The remaining 90 games will then begin from Friday, June 19th, with every match showing live on television no two games played at the same time across a weekend and all matches televised in the uk the league is hoping to be finished by august 1st with the fa cup final expected to be played a week later before the remaining champions league and europa league fixtures take place later that month assuming the coronavirus pandemic has subsided to the extent international travel is allowed all dates are provisional subject to the appropriate safety measures being put in place and other issues being finalized but it marks the biggest step yet toward the return of competitive football in England. End quote. Yeah, well, Bundesliga has been playing with no crowd for over a week now, so it looks like sports watching is going to be a thing again, just from the television. 
And finally, what a time to be alive and stuck in the house. We had two big and similar announcements from streaming services happen today. The first came from Hulu. They're launching a feature called Watch Party. And according to TechCrunch, it's its first social feature that'll allow viewers to virtually watch Hulu together at the same time while in separate locations and chat with one another within the Hulu app. The feature is being tested first on Hulu.com for Hulu's no ads subscribers for the time being. To see which programs are available for this watch party viewing experience, users can look for a watch party icon on the title's detail page, end quote. So yeah, you'll have to use your computer to watch for now but pretty cool that it's built right in no plugins or extensions needed like with netflix party chrome extension or scener and to go along with that if you're the lucky owner manager or subscriber to a plex media server you'll be happy to hear that they also announced a similar product if you're unfamiliar with plex it's another on-demand streaming service but it's mostly focused on allowing you to watch your own personal media files however you happen to come across them anyway Plex calls their new feature Watch Together. Going back to TechCrunch, the feature is launching in beta as it's still considered experimental, but will allow Plex users to invite friends on the Plex to watch a TV show or movie together. If a user is not on Plex, you can invite them to join via the link as well. Plex says the co-viewing experience is supported on both its free selection of on-demand movies and TV shows, as well as on content from a user's personal library without limitations. However, However, unlike Hulu's new feature, Watch Together doesn't currently include a built-in chat function. Instead, Plex simply handles the playback of the content and keeping it in sync between all parties. At launch, Plex's Watch Together feature works on Apple and Android platforms, including Apple TV and iOS iPadOS, as well as on Android Mobile and Android TV. Support for Roku will come soon after with other platforms to follow, end quote. So this really is the golden age of television and social and interaction without interaction. Who would have thunk it? Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And as you know, it's Friday Eve or Thursday, as most people call it. So heads up, this is the last show of the week. Looking for more content? Maybe I'll drop a bonus episode if I get enough requests. I don't know. We'll see. I'm still looking forward to the SpaceX launch on Saturday, so that should be pretty cool. I appreciate all the new listeners that we've added this week. The Real Ones is growing, you guys. Well, as always, you put the work in this week, so make it count this weekend. Remember to stay focused, proud, and dedicated. Dodge the rest. Catch up with Quest, because I got you with the news.